we can often spot couples. You know, two people we know, they're, they just they look like they belong together. They've got the wedding rings. They're holding hands. Maybe they're wearing the matching shirts on a vacation. But the Holy Spirit, he plays a unique role when we consider how we know we belong to God. Well, welcome to the Bible Studies for Life adult podcast. This is hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. And what we want to do with this podcast is we want to consider how the Holy Spirit affirms that we are in a relationship with God. So, Chris, good to be with you. Why don't you tell us, Chris, who is joining us for this podcast? I would love to, but I have to know, Lynn, I have to know. Are you, have you and your wife done matching t-shirts or matching oh, no. shirts? Oh, no, not at all. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I can put that image out of my head then. <laughs> she wants to do the Christmas thing where everyone has the matching pajamas. I and my sons, it's all a big nope, not going to happen. That conversation has been had in our conversation this past week. So that's funny. All right. So <laughs> All today, right. Christina Zimmerman is with us. Christina, good to see you again. It's good to be here, guys. You are my favorite curriculum developers. Hey, wow. Oh, shocks. <laughs> so Christina is a content editor for our U curriculum, and we're going to give her a chance to talk about that at the end of our podcast. But it's always good to have Christina with us. Uh, we, we share the same uh, content, so it, it's easy to have a conversation. Uh, Christina is involved in our development of uh, discussion questions. So uh, we're always glad to see you, Christina. And thanks for joining us. My pleasure. So the icebreaker is interesting for me uh, today. Uh, for this session, uh, I think we asked the question, what's the worst car trouble? you've experienced. And I, I think that's low hanging fruit. Most everybody can talk about some kind of experience that they've had. Um, my, my response to that today is my worst experience is the one is the most recent. One. <laughs> it's just whatever is just currently happened. So uh, we are having some issues in our area with uh, gargantuan potholes and I evidently hit one yesterday and uh, it immediately blew out a tire and that became a whole evening and next day ordeal getting uh, someone to tow the car I, I discovered uh, uh, that a new car that I have did not have a jack and did not have a spare Wow. So, so I was stuck. I, I called uh, about service and the, the company that I work with on that politely called me back after they said, we'll have something for you in 15 minutes. And then they called me back and said, oh, we can't find anybody. So you, you, you're on your own. Wow. <laughs> so wow. uh, so I, I say all of that to say, I don't think you're going to have any problems in your groups with somebody talking about an experience, a bad car um, experience that they had. Now, let me remind uh, you too. The reason that icebreaker is there, it's to break the ice, duh, but to, to get us into the conversation. But what does that have to do with the Holy Spirit? Well, when you when you look at the Bible meets life section of the books, the writer Paul Kelly he talks about an experience he had with his car broken down, and how as he walked along, he began to sing songs and just the presence of God's Spirit, how affirming that was for us. And uh, so he, he kind of used as a segue to talk about those times when we may feel alone, but we're not uh, because we're followers of Christ, his Holy Spirit's in us. 
that's a great question to ask. And then to follow it up with just showing Paul what Paul did in this segue about how he felt alone with that broken down car, yet how he overcame that. Just um, Well, you just have to read it to see how he overcame it. It's a, it's a great introduction. So our point for this session is this idea that the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives affirms our relationship with God. Now, keep that before you, because we want to keep coming back to that idea as we walk through this passage in Romans 8, that the Holy Spirit, his presence affirms our relationship with God. Let me begin reading in verse 9, Romans 8, 9, and then uh, Christina and Chris, I'm going to turn it over to you. Paul wrote these words, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. If anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. But now if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life through his spirit who lives in you. And there is that key truth. The Holy Spirit indwells every believer. That's right. It really is. You know, and I'm, again, my experience in uh, last night was um, I, there were things that were um, coming up, uh, thoughts, feelings in the flesh that didn't need to be there. <laughs> and my, my wife was uh, prompting me and reminded me, you know, hey, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. It'll get taken care of. So, um, uh, we need those reminders, though, and 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 I think I'm I'm grateful that this passage is one that we're talking about because it's it's a good reminder to us that the reality of the Holy Spirit being with us uh, confirms that we are the children of God, that we are in the Spirit, and and that's good news. You know, Chris, and you know, you said something important there. When we receive the Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean that everything is perfect instantly. You know, I, we're going to continue to to fight the flesh. You know, that that's a phrase for you, fight the flesh. And it takes time, over time, as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit in our lives, then we begin to change. So... Um, you know, how do we know that we have the spirit? That, that's a good question. We, you know, when we have a desire to be pleasing to Jesus, you know, that's, that's how I think we know when we are, when, when the spirit is at work in our heart, you know, there's a manifestation that takes place where you know that there's a difference. You don't love the same you don't, your attitude is different. Your, your thinking begins to change. So, so many different wonderful things happen when you are filled with the Spirit or when the Spirit comes to, to dwell in you. And let me add this other thing as well. You know, some Christians divide over being Spirit-filled and non-Spirit-filled. And there's, there's no such thing as that. You know, we're all indwelt by the Spirit, and we shouldn't get caught up on those, those terms. And we can't say that, that people, there are some 
Christians who are not filled with the spirit because that's, that's not true at all. That's a key doctrine, Christina. And I think it's one that many people do struggle with or, or stumble over uh, because it's the reality of what Romans eight is telling us is, you know, if you don't have the spirit of Christ, you don't have Christ. Uh, yet there are groups out there, de de denominations that would teach you that you come to Christ, but later on you receive a second blessing in which, you know, what they would refer to in, in their, the way they mean it, the baptism of the spirit, that the spirit comes on you at a later date. Um, scripture, I think, teaches quite the opposite, that when we come to Christ, we get all of Christ, we get his spirit. So in that sense, we're baptized into the spirit the moment we give our life to Christ. That is a key truth. I think that uh, well, a lot of people, frankly, I think get wrong, but, but I think a lot of believers, they don't think about the fact that the Holy Spirit is living in their life right now. Everything uh, of God that they'll ever get is already there. And they miss that key truth. So I think we've hit on a couple of, of really important things. One of those is in, as, we, as we're in groups, um, it, it, I think it would be important for us to remind our groups that our situations, our circumstances don't, don't have anything to do with the reality that the Holy Spirit is in our lives. We're going to have difficult, mm -hmm. dark times, and he's with us in those times as well. Um, I think whenever we talk about the Holy Spirit, because of some of the things and groups that we've referenced, the whole dynamic of feelings comes into play. And um, uh, the, 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 the filling of the Spirit and the Spirit being present with us is not necessarily connected to a, a feeling that we have. And, and, and if someone is pushing that, that button, I don't feel, or I'm looking for this feeling, um, um, usually that's a sign of uh, lack of knowledge and some immaturity regarding uh, uh, the scriptures and the work of the Holy Spirit um, in, in someone's life. And also just, just, uh, experiences and things people hear along the way. Sure. Now, next week at our podcast and our Bible studies, we're going to be talking about being filled with the spirit. And there is a distinction between being filled and what we're talking about today and dwelt. And we'll get into that more in the next podcast. Good. Um, hey, can I tell you a story? Sure. I love stories, but this, <laughs> my wife, Mary, she grew up in a very tiny, tiny town in West Texas. I mean, it is, it is, one of those literally one stoplight kind of towns, uh, 36 people in her whole graduating class, kind of small town. But anyway, the, the story of this town, even before it was a town, it was, there was a ranch there. The guy's name was Thomas Hickson, H excuse me, Hickox. He was a rancher, but you have to understand the terrain out there where he was, it was a lousy place to have a ranch and he was not making a go of it. It was, it could be often drought. The water, the well water was, was nasty. It was awful. He could not, he really couldn't get a ranch going, but he made connections with a guy named Ira Yates who, it, now this is a town down the road, Rankin, Texas, and he owned his grocery store. He owned a store and he wasn't doing well with his store. They got to talking one day and they decided to swap the ranch for a store. There's a pure swap on it. And the guy, uh, Hickox, who owned the ranch, he says, look, 
I'm getting the better deal here. You're getting a bad deal because this is bad land. But Yates decided to do it anyway. And so he bought the, he, he went ahead, he made the trade. And because he, the reason was he just always wanted to be a rancher. I guess when he grew up, he wanted to be a rancher. All right. So all this was in 1915. 11 years later, a little company called Transcontinental Ohio Oil decided, hey, can we put an oil well? Can we try to drill for oil on your land? Ira Yates, this ranch that wouldn't do anything. That is the largest inland shallow oil field in the country. And Ira Yates, I mean, he became a millionaire overnight. And the reason my wife lived there, uh, her, everyone worked in that town, kind of worked for Marathon. Uh, and they, uh, her dad was with Marathon Oil. And, uh, but it, was, it became an oil field. I mean, and there's her high school, uh, everything was provided for them. The teachers were even given housing because the oil, just the income in the area was not that they were rich, but they were just able to fund things. But what catches my eye on this is here's Ira Yates, and he goes overnight to being a millionaire. Yet the whole time, his whole 11 years prior to that, he had the oil. Thomas Hickson, before him, had the oil. He just didn't know it. And I think that's what a lot of us do as Christians. The Holy Spirit is in our lives. And if I can say it this way, we don't take advantage of that. We're we, we don't really realize the strength, the power, everything we have is already right there with us. We just have to learn to appropriate it and, and live in his power. Uh, so uh, that's kind of what I want us to see as we walk through this idea of the Holy Spirit living in us, that he is with us. And it's because of his presence, we know that we belong to God. Great story. That is, that's really good. Well, let me take us into verses 12 through 14 as we kind of continue on this idea that the Holy Spirit's in every believer. And what I want us to see here, beginning of verse 12, is that the, the Holy Spirit who's in us, he leads us as well. Verse 12, so then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh, because if you live according to the flesh, you are going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all those led by God's spirit are God's sons. I love that. It's mm-hmm. good to know that I'm, I'm not obligated to the spirit. I don't have to live that way. Uh, things have changed. There's, 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 um, when I, when a person becomes a Christian, when a, a person becomes a believer, um, they, things radically change and we become the children of God. And there's hope for us. No, that's true, Chris. Um, This reminds me of the fads and trends that are out there related to health. You know, that if we do certain things, of course, eat certain ways, exercise, drink water, all those things that take care of our bodies, then, you know, we're prolonging life. And, And all of that's true. But it reminds me that we work really, really hard on what's tangible, on the things that we can see. And that's our body, you know, even though when we're talking about the flesh here, we're talking about the deeds of the flesh, those sinful things that we do. But we pay more attention to what we can touch rather than the Holy Spirit, which to me, is what's real 
you know, when it comes to our body, it is, it is the real me. The Holy Spirit living in me is, is the one who quickens my spirit so that I can become like Christ. And I know we struggle with that, Christina, because the pull of sin can feel so strong. But to realize that we have the spirit in us, if we would just lean on him and trust him and, and just put our full dependence upon him. Uh, yeah, sin can be, can be a strong pull, but the spirit is greater. And as the scripture says here, and this was transformative for me in my college years to realize, hey, I don't have to sin. Sin doesn't own me. If I sin, it's because I take my eyes off Christ. I choose to sin, but it's not that I have to. So I've got to learn just to lean upon the Holy Spirit. So we ask a couple of really good questions in here that uh, I want us to just have on the table. Um, how, how can we recognize the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Um, it, it, there's also a question that, that asks people to, con- to consider sharing how have they personally experienced being led by the Spirit. So this gives us a, people a chance to talk about their their. Uh, Christian walk, and it, I think, will help um, all believers uh, to have these kind of conversations and to know that this isn't just for uh, extremely spiritual people. Everybody um, can experience God's Spirit if, when they make a commitment to follow Jesus. Hey, Chris, let me insert something here at that point about these questions, uh, because I heard from a, a teacher just very recently, a teacher of a Bible study group, uh, and she says, we love using Bible studies for life, but we wish you would give us answers to the questions. But what I want to stress here is the questions don't have a one specific answer. Uh, they are designed really for discussion. Uh, like the question you raised there, how can we better learn to recognize the leading of the spirit? The intent of that question is for us to dialogue about what we have experienced experienced what we've learned ourselves so we can kind of learn from each other. Now, again, my role as a facilitator of that group is to make sure that we stay on task, and, but we're not looking for one specific right answer. It's designed for discussion. And I'm just going to throw this on the table because you've raised a really good question here, Chris. How can we better learn to recognize the leading spirit? Chris, Christina, how would you answer that? You know, what I would say is that it's a a personal walk, you know, Um, with me personally, I, you know, when I became a Christian, I knew that something had changed within me, that my life has changed. And so to put it simply, I fell in love with, with God. I fell in love with God. And because of that, there was a, a seeking within me, a desire to know God. So I practice those disciplines that help us to grow closer to God. And that is prayer and Bible reading and meditation. And so when you have that kind of relationship with God, then you are, are more sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in your life. As you're reading the Bible, We need to recognize that we are actually hearing God speak to us. You know, his word is is his voice talking to us. And so we should get a sense then 
or, or begin to develop an understanding and, and a relationship with God where we can speak back to him. And so that's the Holy Spirit working within us. If we did not have the Holy Spirit, then we would not be able to be that sensitive to, you know, to what we uh, glean from the Bible. But that, that's my personal experience and, and how I uh, walk with the Spirit. I appreciate that, uh, Christina. I think, well, uh, as I was listening to you and thinking about Lynn's question, uh, I, I think the best way for me to describe that is um, to talk about the internal dialogue the, the things that go on inside of my mind. Um, and I don't mean that I'm talking to myself and answering myself questions. Um, I think Lynn already thinks I'm crazy, but <laughs> we want to we digress. Here. It is an ongoing relationship and um, it has become over time so much easier to express my feelings and thoughts, to ask for help. Um, to say, Lord, I, I, I need you. I need your help. I need your guidance. Show me the way as just a part of part of my life. It's because I know that he's with me, that his spirit is with me, that he guides me, that uh, that ongoing relationship, that ongoing relationship and that ongoing dialogue makes sense. That's very valid. Uh, let me add to that something that's become more and more important to me with seems like each succeeding year. And that is the body of Christ. Uh, yes. Even uh, just this morning uh, in my Bible reading, was, I was in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, where that emphasis on the body, how we're all parts of the body, but we're not all the same. How God uses other parts of the body to help me uh, to understand the, the word, to help me to live out, to be encouraged in my faith. And so when I think about the leading of the spirit in my life, to be able to be around other believers who would come alongside me and say, yes, I affirm that. I can see that's what God is wanting you to do or, or, to, or to be that one that just kind of puts a check on this is, hey, let's think about this some more. Uh, and they'll pray with me through it. So the body I think it's so important it's, it's, it, in, in light of uh, what you said, Christine, about prayer, the meditation, the scripture reading, all these things, they all go together. The book Experiencing God really helped me uh, get, a, get a handle on that, that, that the way that, God, that God's spirit speaks to us in these multiple ways. Mm -hmm. Let me move us on for, uh, to verses 15 through 17 of Romans 8, where Paul wrote, for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the gift of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children, also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share with him, uh, suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. It's a good reminder for us, again, that the work of the Spirit is to affirm that this relationship, that yes, you indeed are a child of God. A lot of people struggle early in their, in their walk with God uh, with doubt, with concerns. Did I do the right thing? Did I say the right thing? Is he really in my heart? Has he really forgiven me? And um, the, the work of the Spirit is to affirm that, yes, you you are mine. You belong to me. Um, and, and he does that in a, in a variety of ways in our lives. But uh, it's a good reminder that that's a part of his work in us. Yes. 
And I like that we are called children of God. You know, that is so intimate, so personal, and that this relationship gives us, um, gives us the, the opportunity to say, Abba, Father. You know, we can, we can call God affectionately Daddy and recognize that this is his heart's desire for us, that he wants to have this personal relationship with us. And so when we have the Holy Spirit in us, we receive that, well, I don't know what you would call it, it's hard to describe spiritual things, but we, the assurance that we are children of God. And, and again, that comes from getting to know God through the reading of his word. God talks about himself, he reveals himself. We have revelations uh, of who God is and as we get to know God, we draw closer to him by the power of the Holy Spirit that is in, in him, in us. And so um, the Holy Spirit, it, you know, we can't do this without the Holy Spirit. We cannot do this in our own flesh. There's no way that we could be united with our Father in heaven if we did not have the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Christina. As you're in your groups and you're dialoguing about this, make sure you leave time on the tail end to talk about the, okay, this is some great truths. What do we do with this? Uh, I think in light of what Christina said, I think about one of the live it out statements, uh, application ideas was to actually to memorize Romans 8 verses 15 and 16. Just to, uh, that is, that is such a great passage to remind me that the spirit himself testifies uh, with our spirits that we are God's children. So to memorize that, just to have it in your heart and in your head as a way of encouragement. So there's some other application ideas there, and I hope you will take the time uh, to, to talk about this in your group, talk about them each, with each other and encourage each other to grow in this area. One of, one of the great benefits of being a Christian is just to know that uh, we belong to him, uh, that we're adopted into his family, um, that we have all of the promises of God given to us. We have a wonderful inheritance. Um, so um, hang in there. Don't, don't get down. Just stay, stay focused and uh, allow the indwelling spirit to, to give that affirmation to you in your life. Well said. Chris began the podcast as uh, introduced Christine in reference to the U curriculum. Uh, so, Christina, just um, uh, it's, we've already mentioned you as a part of the Bible Studies fa for Life family, yet it also kind of stands alone because of its emphasis. Uh, some of the questions and how it's couched is different. Uh, can you, 30 seconds or so, can you give us an idea of what makes the U curriculum unique from the rest of Bible Studies for Life? U Bible Study is a little different from Bible Studies for Life in this way, that it leverages the unique lifestyles of African-American and urban individuals. So, you know, with that said, we just recognize the need for people to learn and apply biblical principles within the context of their own homes, their churches, and their communities. And, and you know, we have a few features that may be uh, well, that are different from the Bible Studies for Life. We have memory verses that we identify in each, each session. We have a feature called Digging Deeper uh, that provides a deeper look at a, a word or a character. 
we have a feature called Did You Know, which provides an urban or African-American cultural or historical fact or update connected to the session. And, and so these we use to guide the learning, the biblical learning of our lessons, and hopefully to, to strengthen Christian teaching and learning because we want to just uh, provide that biblical context right where you are. Thanks, Christina. Um, if you're interested, I would encourage you to go online uh, just to just to see the U curriculum, see what's unique about it. You, just, you can just go to lifeway.com slash U, and that is Y-O-U. Uh, just go there and check it out. I think it's a, it is a wonderfully well-done resource. Thank you guys for the conversation. Uh, we're praying for you as you, um, those of you who are listening, that uh, God will lead you, the Spirit will lead you as you uh, lead your groups this week. And we pray that uh, great things happen as you gather and talk about God's Word. <music>